2018. Welcome to Postmarkdom 3. I'm Scott Southern. And I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Scott, my friend, we have four matches on this WrestleMania card that are featuring women. That seems pretty uh, profound. I know. To go back to, to where we were when it started, and and I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, patting ourselves on the back here in within the company of like what they're doing, but it's crazy the difference that has happened over the past few years it really is it's tangible and even if it is self-congratulatory uh and a lot of you know wwe jerking themselves off about it there's real results here we have four really solid matches with women in really prominent positions yeah and we it, and we you know going back to like a couple of years ago when, you know, the whole thing like started and we had the triple threat match for the belt and, you know, the crowning of, of Charlotte, that was still a triple threat match. And that was like really the only the only match of, of consequence on that card. And now we move we move ahead and we've got, you know, two singles matches for two titles and we've got tag team match with you know someone who figures to be a huge star and then we've got a battle royal which you know we talked about last week being like you know kind of a kind of a put on but there's so much more going into the story in that battle royal than there is for the men's one yeah that's absolutely true i think uh each of these matches you know they have uh some i think i'm more excited about than others but they all have real stakes they all have real storylines. They have real investment going into them. Totally. Where that definitely couldn't be said about these matches, uh, or the women's matches, and mo- the majority of the previous WrestleManias. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not something that you can say about the men's matches. Not like I think we talked about it last week, but the battle royal for the men's side of things is bogus, and we don't care about it. Right. It's totally inconsequential. And this one, like, not even just being like, oh, you know, it's the first one. It's, you know, we have, I mean, well, we might as well just, let's just talk about that one first. Let's talk like, about the Battle Royale. Because, you know, we have Sasha and Bailey who went at it this week on Raw. Finally, when we're finally getting that heel Sasha. It was I'm good. so excited about it. And that backstage fight segment was so good. And, you know, I really liked, like, last week, like, thinking about, like, oh, you know, it sucks that they're getting, like, relegated to this thing. But it's like, no, that's kind of dope that gives it a ton of meaning it gives it real stakes and i think it's also a really interesting spot to be in with these two uh i think a a lot of things that's been holding uh the women's division back a little bit is the fact that we are all kind of cheering for everybody we want everybody to do well we want everybody to get prominent spotlights uh but i think that's also in this postmodern era has made everybody kind of a baby face to some degree. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, even when like Sasha and Charlotte were fighting, they were both baby faces. It was a huge, great rivalry, but there was no real like emotional investment on a, on a storytelling level. Well, I think it's like one of those things where, you know, we're kind of working from the standpoint of like, everybody wants this. Everybody's like in it together. And the Charlotte and Sasha storyline was kind of like the first one that was like, you know, that was our first big, prominent, like, title feud, you know, after we, you know, start this revolution thing. But it's kind of had to take, 
its course in order for us to like get into a mode where it's like all right now now we're like we're here it's established that this thing is going to happen and we can like you know continue to be grateful for it but not in such an outward sense so we have room for people to just like go back and like develop their characters yeah absolutely this is now now and i I think we're seeing it happen now because now you can see people like sasha really be that traditional heel yeah she's got the same thing the miz has the same thing that you know right now sammy and uh kevin owens have she has that pure heel thing to her which we haven't really seen since nxt I know she's like just she's so magnetic and it's like it's such it's such a coolness to her but there's also just some like like violence to all of it you know and the fact that it's the fact that it's paired up with Bailey it's so perfect just because Bailey's just embodies like so much goodness and they god my friends Mercedes and Pam best buds they just know how to do it I, yeah I, I think also the fact that Sasha is looking mean and tough uh, here and looking like a real a real bad guy really does enhance Bailey in a way that it, she wasn't super enhanceable before. When it's when every when you're rooting for everybody, Bailey doesn't look that uh, she doesn't stand out. But when you have a bad guy to put against Bailey, that Bailey becomes the ultimate baby face and right. it fucking works. Yeah, and I think that like the the failed experiment with Bailey was just like placing her in and and hoping that she retained like everything from NXT and it didn't really work. And yeah, like not having somebody to go off of makes a lot of sense that it just like wouldn't work. It didn't work for him, but now like, you know, both of these characters are getting getting fleshed out and I think that like that's kind of a I don't know. A lot of this is is going to feel like, you know, part representing the whole, but like just looking at the scope of like the entire women's roster and what everybody's doing on Raw and what everybody's doing on SmackDown, the dynamics to all of it, it's like finally, I guess, you know, one of those moments where you can look and be like, "Damn, like everything is really tight here. Everything is like totally fleshed out." It's sharp and it's a, it's put together in a way that it hasn't been in previous years. I mean, you take a look at that really fun and decent decently like lengthy uh smackdown match with becky and ruby riot that was so great that was great i think ruby got that match against charlotte uh the last pay-per-view yeah which people were a little uh down on going in she looked like a million bucks she looked like a million bucks and now ruby is an established star that can fight on that mid-tier level with someone like becky who should definitely be in the main event picture right now. Um well it's like we we were watch I was watching that match and I was like Becky looks good. Becky is going into this battle royal looking like a fucking contender and she should be. And I think that like it's been kind of a bummer to watch her not succeed over the past 2 years. I mean, she absolutely belonged in that triple threat match and she's totally fallen by the wayside since then. Yeah, it's true. She's, I think she has some of the same thing that uh, Bailey has, where she's just kind of a pure white meat baby face. Yeah, uh, and that doesn't work when you just have a bunch of people that you're trying to make everybody like. I think she, yeah, as soon as Becky gets in a good rivalry, which hopefully something will happen here with Ruby Riot. Yeah, uh, I think I would love to see that elevate a ton of people. I feel like this is a perfect position to like really strap it onto her, though. Like, you know, if you you talk about the ability to, like, turn the winner into something like Becky 
could use it. Like, neither Bailey or Sasha really need it. They're totally contesting with each other. So, I mean, Ruby could use it too, but, like, I mean, I've been wanting Becky, like, back in the fucking main event picture for the women's side since a year and a half ago, she's, at least. She totally never, fell off. Absolutely. She totally fell off, and she's never done anything uh, but perform incredibly she's, she's got like a ziggler thing you know it's does. just like she she will always look good and she will probably be passed over more times than she should be because she's so dependable in that way that's what it is everybody likes her uh i don't think the crowd explodes for her but the crowd always cheers for her similarly with ziggler totally. she's a great hand obviously i think the one thing she has over ziggler though is that those pro she talks like john cena talks she yeah. has promos that you're like, this is smart, and it's following a thread, and you're telling a story, no matter if it's 10 seconds or it's two minutes. She's really great at engaging the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. I think, I she's, think she's great. And, like, you know, the that'll be a lot of fun, and it doesn't feel like a throwaway, not nearly as much as the men's does. Um, what, do you, what do we got? We got Ronda, Rousey, and Kurt Angle versus Stephanie mcmahon helmsley and hunter hurst helmsley mcmahon <laughs> for for all right so rana has not looked so great um are you are you laughing what are you laughing at i it's a, it's a wacky situation it's I, super wacky I, right i have a lot of faith that Rhonda's going to be really fun to watch yeah um but it's also I think it seems like they might have been uh, relying a bit more on her being an in-ring presence and her being a, a real charismatic person because she's in she was in Entourage or whatever she's in movies people like her yeah she, she, like her going to the ring in UFC everybody's rooting for uh-huh. she talks a little shit and everybody falls in love I think they thought that was gonna translate yeah it's definitely felt like i always go back to was it uh was it 32 in san francisco do you remember watching that when we were watching that at pat's Mm -hmm. house and like seeing everybody go nuts and you and i were were both just like what like i don't like if i wasn't watching with anybody who knew who she was i wouldn't know who she was i feel like after that like her star kind of like shot up a little bit more but i always try to like keep that in mind that like you know when you think about the scope of an audience which i think is like it's easy to only think about your own like hot takes all the time mm-hmm. like ronda rousey is like a meaningful person to people outside of just the like the jaded hipster crowd but and i i think that there's a chance that she gets in there and just like nullifies the past couple months like completely the moment she like puts Hunter in on an arm lock or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That's what that's what it's gonna be, right? She's gonna throw a couple T bone suplexes, put someone in a triangle or break an arm. I mean, can you imagine her breaking Triple H's arm in that match? It's gonna look amazing. Yeah, and th- there's so many ways it can go. And I think like first of all, that video package that they showed on Raw like totally sold me on Steph and Triple H being in this. They looked so freaking domineering and just like it was so dope to just see them sitting there just like no selling 
the whole idea that this person was going to try and get in a wrestling ring with freaking that she owns the ring. Yeah, and I think that that's the underlying story there. That's what the that's like what this whole plot hinges on. I think the fact that we know Triple H and Stephanie made that video yeah. and edited that video like uh-huh. that's just doubling down on the story that's being told here. They're in charge of everything. It's so good and I think that they do like they've done so much like great work with that position. Like Triple H the, the past like four WrestleManias I think have been some of my favorite Triple H matches just because he's playing that card so well. And Stephanie is like I freaking love Stephanie McMahon. I love everything that she does and I think that she's going to like be so good at just selling every hold like it's like the end of her life and it's just those like zoom in shots of her just like screaming are going to uh-huh. be like so satisfying and so fun. She's never got her comeuppance, I think, at least in the last 5 years when she's become the perfect villain, the perfect, you know, heir to Vince yeah Uh, she's she's the boss and quite often you know she comes out she sneers she gets huge boos and everybody you know kind of hates her people legit hate her yeah and when she's yeah when she's tapping out or crying in the middle of the ring and screaming that's vindication for everybody that's vindication for everything that's happened in the past five years or so I think it's like a perfect it's gonna be a perfect way to see this go yeah yeah it's like I mean Pairing Ronda with Kurt is, uh, it's going to be good in the ring, I hope. Um, it's been kind of a bummer. Yeah. I think that it's like, I don't know, they, I, like, she looks so tough. Why can't she just, like, come out and look tough and look like she could murder everybody because she can like i think it's dope that you know this is someone who like legit loves rowdy rowdy piper and all that stuff but like yeah this i don't know i think that they were maybe counting it before they before it hatched yeah i don't know if they needed to turn her into or, like emulate or uh base her off of piper here it, I, I think the model is very clear, and maybe it's too obvious, but the fact that she's just this former MMA star coming into WWE can really legitimately beat people up. Brock Lesnar can't talk on the mic either. Yeah. And he's a huge force, and this company has had some amazing matches. Uh, and, you know, whatever, people have their opinions on him. But I don't think they people would be saying the same thing about Rousey now uh, as they would be if she just came out and beat people up. Well, I think it's one of those things, too, where they, they like, don't, have they don't really have like a plan b for anybody who can't talk and like she could have not talked and it would have been awesome and i think that segues into oscar here who i mean this is this is the main event on the women's side of the card oh yeah oscar versus charlotte is like the dream match that that anybody could see could conceive of from the past three years of women's wrestling. Yeah. It's the two biggest forces right now. Charlotte, obviously, you know, the legacy's there. It's she's, but she's lived up to it in a way that nobody thought was going to be possible. It, she's been so unbelievably good. You know, it's like, it's one of those things where I think like, like watching Charlotte for the past three or four years or whatever has just been like such a pleasure 
You know, I just get like you ju- you're just seeing somebody who is like such a supreme talent and has managed to look so effortless in all of it. Everything that she does is so pretty and she's got like that swagger about it. I love like the way that she has like taken the flare trots and the woos, but just like put so much grace into it. She's just an unbelievable performer. She really is. And I think it didn't take much time at all for her to go from a uh, someone that I thought was the nepotistic uh, fourth entry into that four horsewomen right. uh, gang, where it's like, yeah, of course, Charlotte has to be here. She's Ric Flair's kid. She's a good wrestler, blah, blah, blah. As soon as she got on that main roster and started, yeah, absolutely incorporating her dad's shtick into her own, but turning it into something that is abs- it's not nearly as, like, I don't know. Flair's whole steez is just being this big, dumb, rowdy boy. Uh-huh. And hers is definitely still being a dominant force, but it's something that I There's think There's a is, royalty aspect There is. To it's something you it. could take a lot more seriously. Yeah. Uh, whereas Flair... I mean, he was amazing, but it was there's always this air of like goofiness to him. And I think that it's like it's it's kind of a rare thing where you just have somebody that I mean, AJ Styles is is an example of this like to an extent, but not to one as fully as as Charlotte's, where she holds the belt because anybody who should take it has to go through her and and she's it's like it's one of those it's i don't know she's like she proves it like you know whatever lens through which you're watching her and now she's got like um one of my like top three in the fucking company is coming for her oscar is i am so excited to watch this wrestling match yeah i uh, oscar has consistently beat everybody right that's the whole story here but i think the real story is that we didn't think that asuka had uh any real contenders anyone that went up against her the story of each of those matches as they came along was what if they what if she beats asuka that's the story every time here and and, in this in this match that's not what it is it's not what it's like who who's gonna win this match? I don't. Have, I have no idea. What's I have no here. idea either. And like Oscar's just like such a unique, such a fucking dominant like cagey force. Her she looks amazing. She looks amazing all the time. Her outfits are so dope. I love that she just puts nine layers on on each each limb. <laughs> it's like what she wears. The outside thong. <laughs> the outside thong. And dude, but she's just got like this brutality to her, but it's like it's also colorful and so like strange. It's been I think that this is like kind of suffered a little bit from the fact that they're making her talk though yeah it's kind of been like like not you know you don't want to like knock you don't want to knock the fact that she can't speak english very well because that's not her fault but she could communicate so much more just being vicious and smiling than you know telling charlotte that she's gonna beat her yeah her juxtaposition that she just constantly has of that wry smile and then kicking someone in the head is absolutely unbelievable it's it's terrifying to see what she can do, but then see the way that she looks at the camera and bites her little mask. It's I mean, watching those two things in concurrence is uh, it's amazing. That and I think that that's uh, really the only the only foil or the only uh, 
real swagger that rivals Charlotte's. Totally. Is Asuka's. The way that she moves in the ring when she's walking on her entrance, the way that she continues throughout like an entire match is she's got her whole she's got grace and she's got so much confidence. The first five minutes of this match, which I, I really hope gets its due time, it's just gonna be so much fun watching them like kinda match wits with each other and, you know, stomp a little bit, but also, you know, throw it back and forth it's like it's it, this is one of those those matches too that i think it's it benefits from the fact that they both respect each other they haven't done you know nobody's done anything nefarious in here it's just like man these these are the two best women in wrestling right now and they're gonna fight for the belt and it's not it's not very often that that really happens you know it's like it's there's no there's no asterisk to any of this. There's no qualifier. This is just like, this is the match that I feel like the moment Asuka debuted in NXT, that's what I was waiting for. And the fact that it's like come to a point where it's it's going to happen at WrestleMania. It's going to be so much fun to watch from the stands, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the next morning <laughs> just to see her looking at the camera and shit like that. It's going to be so fucking fun. Yeah, I can't wait. It's big. And, you know, on the Raw side, I think we have one of the better stories that's been told in the entire WrestleMania car, and that's Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, which, I mean, I, I I think that personally, like, you know, I love Alexa Bliss. I've been a big fan of hers since the moment she got in. I've always thought that, I guess I've always been surprised, you know, that she's had this belt for as long as she has it's felt like every pay-per-view where you know she's defending it we've been surprised when she's gone over yeah totally i i've very rarely been unhappy that she's won um but it's it's been a surprise the whole time which has made her a really great champion she's so good at work in the crowd and i think that she's got she's got a unique evil to her i think that i also think her time is run its course it hasn't felt like long in the tooth or anything like that but it's i'm really really i've been down with the build of naya the monster yeah i think naya as a monster is great and i think her destroying her former best friend makes a lot of sense i'm a little bummed that she had to be this like emotional wreck that's crying all the time it seems like it's it reminds me of that old uh, like the Piggy James angle with Mickey James. I don't uh-huh. know. It was like in the dark time for both of us, I think, when we weren't really watching. Right. But just watching back on it where it's like, oh, man, these two women are really picking on each other. Yeah. Uh, and it, like, makes sense for the Alexa character. Yeah. But the idea that Naya, like, once once they started to, like, really show that they were going with her it just reminded me of mark henry like the hall of pain where it was just like hey uh you got this huge person let's just uh let's just start acknowledging that they could destroy anybody yeah nobody has a chance against (laughs) nia Jax in the ring she's enormous and she's tough and she like all of her moves look like they hurt yeah uh i don't see yeah i think this is gonna be a great match i think it's gonna be really fun uh i think I mean, I hope we get that belt on Nia. That would be really neat. I want Nia to win, and I want her to hold that belt for a long time. And 
there's a couple of like different routes this all could go. You know, I think that if you build Rhonda like to the point where it's like clear that she's really ready to take it, that match is going to be fucking great, but it can't just come. And I think that's like one of the things that I'm worried about. It's like, okay, so you're going to put the belt on the really big person and then you're going to just give it to Rhonda. No special treatment, Rhonda. Yeah. Yeah. I, that is something that, I mean, we have no idea what Rhonda can do in the ring. We have no idea what this future looks like for her, which I think is a lot of the appeal there. Uh, but I think, yeah, it's worth being nervous about the fact that she might just be given given this shot right away. And I mean that they, they have, like, you know, actually positioned her in a way where she isn't, like, taking away the fact that she didn't show up at the Royal Rumble until after Asuka had her time and had all of that. Like, she hasn't, like, been detrimental. She's really only added to it yeah and hopefully that continues yeah yeah and there's no there's not yeah you're right there's nothing that has indicated that she's gonna become uh kind of a black hole uh that everybody thinks brock has become uh i but i yeah i think that's definitely a valid concern that naya will just be a placeholder naya would be a really easy an easy person to put ronda against as this first opponent. And I think that would be a real shame. Yeah. Um, but I think she's taken it. I think that she's taken that belt. And uh, I, I love the idea that she just holds it until it makes sense for somebody who can actually position themselves as being able to beat Nia Jackson in a match. Yeah, I think there's something similar that could be done there with Charlotte holding the belt. Whereas, you know, Charlotte's got this belt because no one else should have it there. Yeah. And maybe it's, it's not exactly analogous, but I think Naya having the belt because no one can beat Naya is a great story. Dude, totally. She can just She's be... She's just big. The immovable force. Mm-hmm. The unstoppable force. Um, hey, you excited to go to NXT TakeOver? Oh, NXT TakeOver. For the second year in a row? Oh, you I and me, wait. bad boy. Oh, this is going to be a show. It's going to be a hell of a show. My God. This God. card is stacked, dude. It's so fucking good. It scares me how good it is. There's no way that I'm going to... It's. It looks like the best card. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's like something that I'm... I've been looking at all of this and like I think the WrestleMania card looks as good as a, as a WrestleMania card has looked in 15 years. Easily. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's going to be better than, you know... 30 or whatever but it looks fucking good and this nxt card does not have a dud in there not at all and i think a lot of the nxt cards in the past uh the one that the last takeover show that that aired the card no one was unhappy about looking at it but it did look like a lot of mid-tier matches or placeholder matches these weren't dream matches that were there this card is just all of the fights that you've wanted to see for a year they've they've done so good at dude i mean the one i'm excited for the most is gargano and champa oh of course and they've been building that story for 10 months this is a real blood feud they don't have these anymore this is not possible anymore and they did it it's insane to me too the fact that you have like 
the smartest fans in WWE in a small place and they are just so so invested in hating Tommaso Ciampa. He's the most booable man around. He I it's it's incredible. He's straight evil. He's a he's a he's a bad man. Do you see when he ripped up that old lady's poster and she gave him the thumbs down? <laughs> it was great. Stealing your move. Uh, my my thumbs up, thumbs down, patented. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think we were talking about it I don't, not too long ago. Uh just talking about the best matches of 2017 and I brought up that tag match where Ciampa turned on Gargano and it wasn't the greatest match it was a really good match but that moment was probably my favorite WWE moment of last year yeah dude just like watching that watching that slow like walk up and then you start to think like they're keeping the camera on them for a long time this is this is gonna get oh okay well there's the there's There's the the copyright it's it's all oh Yeah, and the fact that they that he hasn't been on TV in this long time, and then you have Gargano, who's like always been a fan favorite, and he's had an incredible year, fucking match of the year so far yep. against Almas in January, and we've all just been waiting for what? Champa to come back. Dude, what what is the difference in this feud? We trusted the whole time the champ is coming back. This right that the backstab is paying off. Uh-huh. Uh Even when we didn't see him, when nothing was happening, there was no storytelling that was talking about it since then. What was our? Why did we believe and have faith in this when in something like WWE? I don't have any faith that you know when Triple H gave Kevin Owens the belt. What was it? I don't know. Almost a year ago now. Yeah. I've no, maybe never more. been explained. That was yeah. never explained, and I uh-huh. didn't even think it was going. To, after the two weeks, it was like, oh, okay, that was yeah, just a wrestling just, thing that happened. Right. Yeah. Well, what? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like jump to say Vince, but Vince is kind of like what comes up first. It feels like everything that's done in NXT is super deliberate, and you know that like to to the extent that this breakup happened. You know, and it could have happened six months earlier, but they kept it going and they really took this tag team like as far as they could and gave them like multiple opportunities too to just like give Champa enough incentive to want to destroy his best friend. But I think that, yeah, honestly, I think it's just a matter of NXT versus WWE. It's it like is. there's there's so there's so much less happening that you just trust that they're not going to forget about something. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, you can see them giving each of these angles or any storyline, every wrestler basically some room to breathe. Right. Whereas that's just obviously not the case in the WWE. Yeah, and I can't can't think of examples where like things like haven't really come through, but it's funny to consider the fact that when you see something dope happen, you are sitting there and being like, God, I hope that they follow through on the storyline as they should right right (laughs) and i think that's the thing that's that's what people get frustrated about i mean that's the whole roman reigns thing it's that storytelling is not making sense and that's you know why people get frustrated with pretty much all the storytelling in wwe is that things are not paying off in a logical manner where we kind of just know what's going to happen in nxt yeah because nxt just has always had that air of like being 
a wrestling program that understands that it's a wrestling program to you know it's it's just self-aware in that sense more it does it's not designed to be i don't know the entertainment juggernaut it's not designed to like kind of always stay hovering over you know the concept of what is you know perceived to be like what a larger audience would want uh-huh. um nxt's just always been like a small wrestling territory and i think that like you know this match is going to be incredible They've had good matches on NXT. They fought before. They fought when they were friends. That was that was my favorite match of the first round of the Cruiserweight Classic right. was those two. Right. And that was, I mean, kind of when the story started, right? When we know these two dudes are best buds and they have that great match together, the mutual respect things going on. Uh, it was wild and it was so much fun. And now I'm so excited to see... They had the mutual respect match, and now I'm excited to see this murder party match. Well, and I think that there's another there's this aspect too of of Takeover where it's it's the show where so much of the fantasy booking involves like, well, who's getting called up? Sure. Because you know, a loss for a lot of these people is just like it's probably it for them. You know, they'll be on on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, depending. And, and I think that's a tough. That's an extra factor that goes into all of everybody's fantasy booking, everybody's, yeah. you know, perceived uh, predictions of what's going to happen here. Because everyone, almost every single match on this card has a potential call up in it. And definitely you could see anybody that loses any of these matches landing in uh, on the on the main roster. I feel like for, you know, for me, I have I think, you know, everybody participates in fantasy booking and and one of the things that I think is great about NXT is that it's something that you could fantasy book for, you know, how, you know, until uh, 2025 if you wanted to sit down and do it. But the amount of trust that I have in this company, you know, I it's not like WWE where if they don't do something the way I would have done it, I don't get too upset with them about it all that to say champa fucking better win because he's gotta send gargano out of here gargano yeah champa could become a monstrous heel because he not only does he have all this heel heat uh with the crowd just booing the hell out of him but he looks scary as shit if he focuses that on somebody else or focuses that on the belt yeah that could be a really amazing run and, and it's not like there aren't heels in nxt but i don't think that there's been one you know that's worked to this effect the way he has yeah it's flaming i hot. would it's... really really like to see him try and take that bell hell yeah um it's gonna be sad though because i think gargano is like if, if you if you like put a list together of like the nxt mm-hmm. guys like man He's just been, he's just done such undeniably great work. And I think that he's like, he's hes another example too where it's like, I don't think anybody expected him to be in a title match, a singles title match. And they put him there. And it's just like the amount of faith that they have in these guys to like give them the ball and let them run with it. its It's been like amazing to watch him and just to see him flourish in this environment. Yeah, and he's never he's never done anything but flourish, right? Yeah. He's, every time he's, he's had an opportunity, he's done amazing stuff with it. 
Uh, and it's been some of the most emotional wrestling I've ever seen. It's it's just incredible the way he connects with the crowd. I'm terrified of Dude, his future, man. Me too. It sucks. It's going to be a bummer when he's on 205 Live. I know. Or he's fighting Dolph Ziggler. Right. And I mean, like, me, you know, I, I know that they're giving Triple H the book on 205 Live. I just, I don't think Dude, there's anything that's going to repair that fucking sinking I, shit. I was thinking about this today. Those matches are all awesome, right? 205 Live matches are really fun, and they're all very good, and the people on there are, are were fans of them. Yeah. But why don't we watch that show? Dude, well, one, because it's fucking so much work to watch five hours of wrestling a week. Six mm-hmm. hours, sorry. I mean, even even in my, my truncated Hulu watching... <laughs> of Monday Night Raw, I still watch wrestling five hours a week just to keep up with what's happening in WWE. Yeah, dude, this this That's morning... That's not, like, just me sitting and watching, like, Angle versus Michaels fucking at WrestleMania 21 <laughs> while I do yoga before I go to work. Yeah, I, I've been having a super busy week and, you know, getting ready for today. I hadn't watched... Uh, I'd watched half of Raw at the end of last night yeah. i woke up at eight this morning <laughs> so i could watch four hours of wrestling before i had to do the rest of my day and it was i was getting stressed sitting on my couch like i don't think i'm gonna get to watch all of the wrestling i need to watch today dude totally fucking like i i put off plans with one half of jj security like i was like you gotta i got stuff to do but what i wasn't saying was like i can't i can't leave the house until (laughs) until nxt is over because i have to talk about it with scott tomorrow (laughs) because i thought this would be a good idea it's fucking this is like this is the time when you want to be watching wrestling as it's happening because it's the most exciting time of the year and it's still fucking exhausting it's stressful man but the reason we don't watch 205 live even if we wanted to add another hour when we like i could have watched lawrence of, you could have watched lawrence of arabia this yeah, morning I, dude i've been trying to watch solaris for about a year and a half now <laughs> and instead i watched smackdown and nxt and not 205 live but i think like dude if you wanted to like explain part of professional wrestling to somebody, you would put on the best 205 live match of the past year. And then you would have them watch Hulk Hogan versus The Rock at WrestleMania 18. And you'd just be like, do you see the difference? Like all of that stuff happens to like fans that are cheering because they want to be cheering, you know what I mean? They 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 feel bad about the fact that this is all happening to a completely indifferent audience. Yeah, I, and that's what I'm wondering on how they make that work. Maybe it is the fact that it's on these huge stages for people that don't care. It's presented as a pre-show or a post-show or whatever it is, uh, and it's it's definitely a secondary product. Whereas something like NXT is very much you're focused in on this thing and this is you're watching NXT when you're watching NXT. You're watching 205 Live because you've got an hour left before you have to get home yeah. uh, from the stadium. Uh-huh. Yeah, it it's it's just like it's unfortunate and I think that like, you know, even even when it was like first going I wasn't too 
Vesta. Sure. And I think it was just like, it's just too much. And I don't know. Um, I'm worried about Gargano doing that. I'm worried about him like fucking being like Tyler Breeze had a match on SmackDown this week. And I was just like, man, that sucks. And like that, that Fandango gimmick, that's fun. But like that guy, that guy was good at wrestling. That guy is good at wrestling. Yeah. He was a hot commodity. Uh, A real, he was one of those first NXT talents that came up that we were all really excited about. I uh, think he was the first one that we were like, they're, they have no idea what they're going to do. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, because he never found that perfect uh, rhythm in NXT. He yeah. never got the belt. Uh-huh. Uh He had a couple I close mean, yeah, calls. Even within there, it was just like, he's always going to look good losing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really a Dolph, which was uh, a sad thing to watch on SmackDown, him <laughs> jobbing to Dolph. Just, jeez Louise, man. <laughs> um... Hey, so your friend Ember Moon. Oh, my best bud Ember. The champion of the NXT women's division is fighting uh the what should have been used as a prototype for Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. Seriously, how did we not talk about that earlier? Oh the fact that Shayna God. Baszler looks like a beast. So good. She is just so aggressive and just so nasty looking. And yeah, I'm afraid of that woman. I'm scared. I, I it's scary to watch her come out. You get that real fear that she's gonna hurt somebody. She's yeah. being reckless or something. Right. I mean, whatever. She probably is the nicest person on the planet and is a real safe worker. But not nicer she, than your friend Ember. No, definitely not nicer than my friend Ember. Uh, I Sh- Shayna Baszler comes out and it and you're scared. You're scared someone's gonna get an arm broken someone's gonna get thrown against the stairs in a weird way right she's got that like that that brock you know that early brock thing where it's just like oh my god he's throwing these people like he doesn't care she's nasty like that she is i uh watching them fight backstage was perfect to showcase that yeah uh i think it was i mean there was so many good backstage brawls this week uh, and this was definitely one of them. Backstage brawls. Dude, they're one of the greatest uh, plot-moving devices. I agree. These two have been working together for a while. Yeah. it's um, It feels like it's Ember's time. She's been, she's been kicking it for some time. Um, and I think that she's going to do really good if she moves up. Yeah. I think that she's got like she's got a lot of magnetism to that personality. She looks really cool. She's brutal in the ring. And I feel like either side of the women's divisions, uh, whether it's SmackDown or Raw, could use a good heel. And I love when she's working heel. Yeah, she's mean. Her movesets look like all of her moves look painful. Uh, and yeah, I think you're right. And I think that since, like how we were talking earlier, how there's all these like actual feuds occurring in the women's division on the main roster, she would be a great addition here. Absolutely. Putting her up against pretty much anybody in that, on that roster, it would be a really fun rivalry. I I think that there's like a lot of hope, I guess, you know, the fact that they like, you know, they brought in the riot squad, they brought in absolution. It just feels like they've been doing a really good job of like bolstering up just the, the depth of the rosters on both sides. Yeah. Those two bringing up those two, trios i guess you know it's been a a bit clunky but uh i think the overall effect it's had on things has been 
nothing but positive yeah definitely i feel like you know it's just it's just a matter of like filling it out and i think that match is going to be really good i think it's going to be really scary i think it's going to be uh it's going to be a lot of fun i'm really stoked for this ladder match oof for the north american title oof it's there's six people in this ladder match we got some new guys we got fucking ricochet holy Jeez shit Louise, like it, the, that guy's just getting the the victory lap here, he is you know i was I, the rumors have been going around forever right yeah. we all know ricochet's coming to uh, nxt but man seeing him come out at the end of the show gave me chills that guy is he's he's so cool he's a fucking champ man I, I, he's such a cool wrestler. He's got such magnetism. If he was six inches taller, he would have been on the main roster years ago. Yeah, I, he's incredible. Yeah, and I think that he's gonna, he's just gonna flourish in there. EC3, I'm not like too familiar with that guy. TNA guys. Yeah, but uh, seems like the crowd likes. I mean, the kids like him. So yeah, that, you know, he's like, hot shit, right? Uh-huh. He's like a pretty. Uh, I loved his promo oh, yeah. on on Wednesday. I thought that that was like such a great intro to his character from my standpoint. I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, this guy can hang. He treaded a great line. You know, all of these call ups and intros of of well known wrestlers. It's tough because the crowd's gonna cheer no matter what. Yeah, and he treaded a great line of being. Uh, sort of grateful for being there and for the cheers but also just being a complete prick yeah totally and i feel like you know in, in a lot of ways i felt like he does the adam cole thing a little bit better than adam cole yeah i mean adam cole definitely seems like he could be your friend yeah ec3 does not i uh. don't want to be friend that guy seems like a prick he's the he's the guy that was showing you houses today. yeah he's the realtor <laughs> but adam cole is is in this match as well uh, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, Velveteen Dream. It feels like, honestly, if if there's anybody that stands out on this list, it's Velveteen Dream. I know that we can only have a certain amount of matches for these shows. That guy deserves a fucking singles match. That's true. I mean, we saw that one. Uh, the feud with Black was... That was amazing. Amazing. That and, guy is... Uh, talking about. We're talking about uh, Charlotte and Asuka looking graceful in the ring. Velveteen Dream is a graceful wrestler. Dude, it's been so fucking refreshing to to just have like, you know, a character that's that's bringing in like queerness and not making it seem like it's like, you know, aggressive or or fucked up or like, you know, slimy or anything like that. It's just fucking enticing. It's so good. Yeah, it really is. He looks uh amazing when he's out there. He's being super sexual, super queer, but also uh that's not diminishing him as a character in any way. Yeah. It's only bolstering him and making him a more formidable opponent to whoever he's fighting. Dude, I think that he's so great. And I think that, like, you know, it's it sucks that he's, like, I guess kind of in a hold over here. Or maybe he takes the belt and he, like, makes something of it. Um, I am so looking forward to, like, the big Lars Sullivan and Killian Dane spots that happen <laughs> in this match. I just can't wait. They're fun. <laughs> They're so fun. I think Lars Sullivan is so great. I love Killian Dane too. But like I got so pumped 
when they said Lars Sullivan was coming back. Like, just, like, totally, like, yeah. Felt like I was fucking eight years old and just, like, I'm Lars Sullivan. Like, <laughs> you can't be him. Out of my way. It's me. <laughs> yeah, this match is going to be super fun. And I think that, you know, I think that it's good that they're introducing another belt to, like, you know, Pete Dunn's got that European belt, but he doesn't really defend it that much. It's it's like it's like it feels like the NXT like picture is expanding a little bit too. So to have like the second tier belt, to have the Intercontinental title of NXT, I think is gonna be super helpful. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that gives uh if there's a hole in NXT's general storytelling, it's the fact that you you have a lot of placeholder matches. You, not everything can be a championship match. Not everything could be a blood, blood feud. Right. And I think having another belt to pass around uh, to give some status to some guys is going to be a, nothing but a, a benefit to the entire show. Um, We've got the tag match, too, which is, uh, you know, whoever whoever wins the Dusty Rhodes tag team tournament versus the Undisputed Era. Well, we're not sure what's going on, if Bobby Fish is, like, going to be ready or what? Which is um, a shame. I love Bobby Fish. I love Bobby Fish too. I love Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole, I think, is pretty cool. But I don't. This like this has kind of been a. I don't know. It's the undisputed era. I, I think is kind of. I don't know. Maybe flatlined a little bit in the yeah, past few months. It seemed like it was going to be an NWO invasion, and uh, it turned out to maybe not be that. Uh, vicious or violent or dominant. It was like once they got the belts, it was just like okay, now they're now they're the tag team champions of NXT. Yeah, and that was kind of it. Yeah, and you know they look good with those belts. Kyle O'Reilly looks great playing air guitar with his belt, dude. Yeah, that's uh, if if there's anything that makes it all worth it, it's that we've gotten the air guitar. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, and I mean they're when they're in the ring, obviously they're unstoppable the both of those two are, are really wonderful performers adam cole's great in the ring too and you know him yelling on the microphone is fun i think they all still have a ton of potential i think maybe this just hasn't had nearly as much of a uh nearly as much heat under it as it could have yeah I, and i'm not sure what it is i don't know if it's like you know you you you've been doing the same thing for too long or or what it is, I don't know. I'm just like not. I'm not really connecting with it that much. Even though I like all three of those guys, two of them especially. But yeah, I I, I wonder if it's just because none of them have had a main event thing happening. Really, Cole yeah. kind of breezed by, like brushed against. I think that he's kind of the the loose wheel. On is that the thing, what this right? is? It's like I feel like he. I mean, he hasn't like gotten his chance to challenge for the belt yet. Mm-hmm. Is that right? But they come in, and you feel like he's coming in so hot that he should have been challenging for the belt like almost right away. But you know, I don't know. There's there's only one belt. Maybe this is like something that you put you put this title around him, and he can turn it into something. Yeah, sure, totally. And along with that, I mean, I wonder, thinking about him being kind of the odd man out here i can totally see fish and o'reilly being uh uh, doing a year-long thing just like chomp and gargano did yeah Uh, they could be an amazing tag team that just 
is two dudes hanging out doing their thing. I you know, I don't know what they end up doing with Balor Club, but just saying. Bring the bring the whole gang up. That'd hey, why not? Dope. I want that. I want a faction. I, I mean, Cole's got the lineage. He was in Bullet Club for a couple weeks. Yeah. Like why not? Um we got the authors of Pain uh you know, possibly in there. We've also got this Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong, Pete Dunn team, which I love. They're great. It's so good. I love their dynamic. I love the fact that Roderick Strong just wants to shake the guy's hand. He just wants to shake the Bruiserweight's hand. Pete Dunn is so fucking cool. Oh my I, God. I am so so down with that guy. I had no idea who he was before that UK tournament. I didn't either. And by the end, I mean I think we all had completely fallen in love, dude. Yeah. And like I, I don't know. They've been using him more, and that's been making me happy. The fact that he like won the belt, and then you know we barely see him on TV. I'm like, what do we, what do we got going on here? Come I heard. I, I mean, I don't know. This is I'm reading on the internet, but I heard that they just re-signed like five of those UK dudes and doubled yeah. all their salaries. Oh hell which yeah! Which is like Dude, I think so probably sick. why uh-huh. they're seeing you're seeing Perfect. some like seeing Pete done in action, uh-huh. which is great. I mean, he is a, a really wonderful presence, and him having that UK belt is cool. He doesn't need to be on every show, but him showing up now and then is wonderful. Dude, I think Roderick Strong, too, is like another one of, one of those examples. And when I see Ricochet come in, I see like a really similar path for Roddy where it's like like he's stayed around and felt like, you know, such an important piece for so much longer than I could have ever imagined it seemed like there he was going to be a guy that they bring in he would do good work for like a few months and then they wouldn't know what to do with him but he's had he's been like just well written the entire time and he's fucking like man like the the legs on that guy like to this day are just amazing to me that he works at the rate that he does he's been doing it for so long yeah and i I mean, I don't know what it is about him that makes him good. He's he's boring, and he's yeah. the best. I know. Hey, he, I mean, he, his gimmick was the same in ROH forever. He was just this pretty boy that comes out and wrestles well. And, you know, when he says stuff, he says nice stuff. At some point, that turned around, and, and that works great, too. Uh, I was super nervous when he got signed in NXT. I imagined very much that just, you know, job rid of the stars role. Totally. Uh, happening immediately totally but it seems like he's got some momentum now yeah and they've just done so well with like you know guys of of his ilk and it's just man it's it's so it's so nice seeing just a like well thought out plan for everybody we got a fucking title match Oof. oh man i can't wait for this match andrade cien almas versus alistair black for the strap, this is a fucking big fight. This is a big feel. fight. This is a big fight. They built mean, up both of these guys in such amazing ways. I mean, Almas, I think, is like one of the craziest sagas to see him like kind of come in, flounder. They didn't, you know, everybody was like not sure like what his story was, what he was doing, and then he like got it together they wrote that in to the story that he was just like out partying yeah and he didn't care and then once they once they fucking open the gates for him he just man he has been so good with that belt can't it, it looks great on him 
uh he has such a swagger to himself his yeah the we all knew he had something great right because our guy naito took all of his his shtick yeah you know we know there's something there uh-huh. we've seen all videos when he came in he was pretty fun to watch and then just nothing and as soon as he yeah. got put back in that main event picture it was like oh yeah I, he's he's good we know this sure put him in like let him do one run uh let him lose against whoever he's gonna fight uh but man, him having the belt is like one of the coolest things. Dude, and I think that he does that like rich, ruthless guy so, so well. I love Zelina. I think mm. that she, like, I think that a, a, a female manager like just adds so much dynamic presence to a guy, especially a guy like that. And she's just unbelievable there. And. I really, really enjoyed her segment a couple weeks ago with Black in the Ring. Oh, my God. It was mean. It was so, so mean. And, man, Black has been so money since the moment he walked in. We were there last. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Black has looked great from the start. We all knew it. Him getting signed. He was hot shit in the indies. We knew he was going somewhere right off the bat. As soon as he got signed, it's just give him Absolutely. give him that title shot yeah there's no uh n- no one's arguing against that here he fits right in the top of the card on wrestlemania weekend yeah yeah totally the, the, it's the moment they put him up there i think he's gonna do great and i man this one's like kind of it's one of the tough ones for me because i think that like like andrade I would love to see him carry that belt for a lot longer. I have a hard time thinking that he's going to beat Black. But, you know, the match is going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be, I mean, you know, Black has this vicious shtick to him inherently. Yeah. And Almas, since he's become the champ, has also been this, like, really uh, ruthless fighter. Uh I think it's such a testament. I mean, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. I don't care who wins this match. Yeah, I don't either. I don't give a shit. I hope they both win. Yeah. It's it's such a cool fight. I love I love the NXT shows and like I think that this is going to be like one of the more fun aspects to this weekend that we're getting ready to to depart on. I can't wait. I'm so excited. We got to get down spray tans this weekend. Oh yeah, we got to get a spray. Are you going to get a heart or a Playboy bunny? Oh damn! I might get. I might just get uh the hustler across my chest. <laughs> um. Hey. Uh. Thank you so much for for coming by and for checking this out. Uh. Subscribe to it on iTunes. You know. Tell a friend about it. And, you know. A friend who's like getting excited for the WrestleMania season. They're like, oh, I only listen to four wrestling podcasts. You'd be like, hey, I got a fifth one for you. Um, would like to thank Chloe for being so well behaved for this entire hour. She's been so sweet. You've just been whining the whole time. I don't know why, but Hey, uh, we will be back next week and we will see you then. Thank you again.
In the morning 